How are you doing? I think we can hear you. This is the ultimate. We get this all the time. He sounds like he's in a submarine. Bo, can you hear us down here at Winsport? Yeah, I, I apologize for that. Uh, man, uh, I've, so just to hit, hit on what I've been doing, we've golfed four days in a row, and I haven't golfed in a year. Um, and I found out real quickly that uh, my putting has, has gone to absolute crap, and it's not something you can find when you golf four days in a row and lose all your muscles as well. Well, the good news is you sound a little bit better. I, I, I'm sorry about your golf game. I wish there was something I could do, but the fact is you sound a little bit more stronger on the radio right now, so that's good. Have you been able to keep track of what's going on in the football world? Because stuff's happening. Man, stuff is happening. Um, I've been out, a little bit out of the loop with CFL. Uh, I did. I got to see you know Zach Claris' uh, press conference today. Um, and, man, that's I'm, I, Rob, you know I'm, I'm kind of biased towards yep. it, but I'm excited to have another great quarterback in the West Division. Uh, I mean that's going to be that's going to be exciting. It's going to create a lot of great football in the CFL. But um, but really, I think we should get on to the NFL. We've got some great games coming up, and um, and man, I, I'm interested to see what your guys' picks are because uh, I think we've got some tight games. I think we've got some contested ones. Besides, basically, to me, besides the New England Tennessee. I don't think anybody would disagree with you, Pat. You're uh, you, are you going to take? Is I'm this choosing, your Bills I'm pick? choosing Tennessee. No, I'm not. I'm not. By the way, Bo, I went uh, I went a cool 0 and 4 on my uh, NFL picks. So uh, any any of my picks are uh, being delivered with a grain of salt for this weekend. But I am not. Uh, I'm not. Are we all? Are we all on board? We're all. Anybody choosing against New England here? Not me. No. There's there's no way. There's no way you're choosing Marcus Mariota over. And I know he caught his own touchdown pass. Um, but <laughs> no matter how much magic he can conjure up, I'm, there's no way I'm picking him over Tom Brady uh, or, or Belichick, man. It's just not happening. So where do we want to start? Do we want to start with, with the, the first game on Saturday well, and to why don't Philadelphia? We just, why don't we just finish off the AFC? Because okay. if, we're, if we're all there. So we're all on the Patriots. Yeah. Jaguars and Steelers is the other game. Pittsburgh favored by seven. Uh, I Pittsburgh at home, I think – I think a, a Steelers team that really found their way kind of a, a third of the way into the season, that defense is, has really taken some big strides as the year has gone along. They've got an explosive offense, and, and we know what Antonio Brown is capable of if he plays. Um, so uh, this, this one's tough to choose against the Steelers. I'm going, I know it's the easy choice, but I'm going Pittsburgh. Rob, you go ahead. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I wanted. I thought. I wondered if I'd come out of last week all excited about Jacksonville, <laughs> and they just rolled the bear or the Bills at home, and they're 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 the juggernaut. There's the real Blake Bortles. We were all way. I just didn't get that sense at all. Uh, I I don't know about you know the Steelers getting by the Patriots. That's a different conversation. But they've had a week to rest. They're at home. Um, they've been here before. The pedigrees there, all of those sort of things. I'll, you know, I'll go where the gamblers are going in this case. You know, I think it's at least a one touchdown victory. I'm definitely taking the Steelers. Yeah, you know, I uh, man, I, I made most of my choices last week based off the playmakers. Who had the playmakers? Because that's who shows up in the playoffs. That's who's going to win football games. Um, and I, I'm going to go against it, man. I'm going to go against it this week. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm a little bit biased whoa, towards the AFC South. Whoa. You know, my Texans. Uh, uh, I got to choose the team out of there. But honestly, I just think I think Jacksonville's defense um, is just outstanding. I listened to Ray Lewis talk about them, and 
Uh, if there's anybody else in the world you should respect more that knows something about a defense, I don't know if you can find one. Uh, but Ray Lewis, to me, is that guy. And to hear him talk about Jacksonville's defense and watching them on film and how they're physical from every single aspect, and that's including DBs, um, I don't see any power play type DBs uh, in in Pittsburgh. I mean, I know we have you know one of the greatest, Antonio Brown. I know he's down. Uh, but Martavis Bryant, I know Juju uh, Smith-Schuster has made a, a – pretty good name for themselves but they're they're finesse type players and i think i i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on the limb and say i think they're gonna smack the receivers around a little bit and uh stop that running game and i think ben rossberg is gonna press i think he's gonna press pretty hard and throw a couple picks uh so as long as blake bortles doesn't actively go out and lose this game i think that i think jacksonville's gonna take it i got jacksonville by four but bo can and 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 i know your answer is yes but can Jacksonville score the points that they're going? Even if their defense comes to play, I don't think they're holding Buffalo to three. Uh, sorry, I don't think they're holding Pittsburgh to three like they held Buffalo. Are, are does Jacksonville have the ability against a pretty good Pittsburgh defense to keep up offensively? Because that's my biggest worry with that group. They scored ten against the the Buffalo Bills. Are they going to be able to you know put up the points they need to beat a Pittsburgh team that even even against Jacksonville's defense, I, they're still going to put up more than three points uh, against Jacksonville. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under against everybody on this one. And I, and I, I don't think that they can score a lot of points. I mean, I just don't think they have, I just don't honestly think they have the offense for it. I'm looking forward to watching the running game and seeing what they can do against Pittsburgh. Um, but honestly, I think it's going to be a worse game than last week, and I'm going to go seven to three Jacksonville. Ooh, I think wow. I think uh, Pittsburgh's offense is going to struggle. I think they're going to press a little bit, and they're not going to be able to find a rhythm anywhere. I think they'll have their big plays, um, but I'm going to go against the grain and say that you know you're not going to find the explosive team that you've always seen. And and, uh, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to take Jacksonville on this one. All right, Bo, you remember last week when I made you uh, roll the eyes back in your head because I asked the typical media question that players don't like? I think it was about Garoppolo and the success that San Francisco had late in the season, whether that mattered. I got another one that I might be putting the, the eyes into the back of your head. How about cold weather versus a warm weather team? Because it's going to be cold in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Currently, the forecast has it for 18 degrees Fahrenheit. 18 degrees Fahrenheit, if you like, minus 8 Celsius. Jacksonville, you know, it's not particularly very warm in Jacksonville these days, but you're asking a team, you know, from Florida to go up and play in the cold. Does that not impact it? Oh, man, (sighs) to be honest with you, after coming from Texas as a a Texas boy who had never played in snow, uh, you know, playing in that weather, it didn't affect me very much. I think it's not as big a deal. I think think cold weather, rain, you know, that cold rain, that kind of hurts some people, especially a quarterback. Um, and I don't think Blake Bortles is going to be the guy that throws through that kind of weather. Um, but you know what? That kind of weather, you have to rely on what? And that's the running game. And um, I do like Jacksonville's running game. I think they've got a pretty strong front, what they've been doing. Uh, so, I mean, hey, if it's if it comes down to that, would I, would I take Fournette over Le'Veon Bell? No. Um, but, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to – I'm, I'm going to stick with my, with my pick and kind of stay on the limb with them because um, – I like it. It was. I think someone said it was 32 in Jacksonville last week, so I'm going to say they got a little bit acclimated and they're ready to go. All right. Hey, I like it. I like it. That's, a, that's, that's the boldest playoff pick. I thought, you know, Buffalo over Jacksonville was somewhat bold. Jacksonville over Pittsburgh is bolder than that. I like it. 
All right, so guess- uh, let's jump over to uh, Saturday's second game, and let's go Atlanta and Philly. Uh, I think uh, I think Atlanta's favored by three in this one. Is that right, Bet? Yep, yep. All right, so for me, um, and, man, this is unfortunate. I hate having to talk about a game in this way, but if Carson Wentz is playing this game, I'm taking Philly. And it's unfortunate we have talked about it that way because uh, he had such a great MVP caliber type year, and you know you play you play behind your, your great players, uh, you you raise the level of play with all the players around you, and um, I think Phillies I think they're all looking at Nick Foles with a couple of question marks, and everybody's gonna press a little bit more, and it kind of worries me, um, you know. So I'm gonna I, I don't want to, but I am gonna take Atlanta in this one, uh, and I think probably by more than three. Uh, unless unless you have that random Nick Foles that shows up with those five touchdowns and no picks, uh, you know we'll see if that that one happens against a good Atlanta defense. But uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I think this is going to be the, the tightest game out of them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with Atlanta. Yeah, I had LA last week and and I watched Atlanta go in there and, and play for redemption. I just thought they did a lot of things. They they certainly didn't allow you know Gurley and and Goff and everybody else to be what they had been during the regular season. You know, Matt Ryan, and I think they are playing for redemption. I, I, if this was Carson Wentz, Bo, I think you're absolutely right. I think I'm not – I would be so bold as this was Carson Wentz, I think everybody at this table would have taken Philly because they were, mm-hmm. when he was playing, to me, the best team in the NFL. That's not the case with Foles. Pat, I'll take Matt Ryan. I don't know if they're going all the way back, but, you know, the team that blew that lead, in the, you know, after the, the first half of the Super Bowl against New England looks like a team that wants to get back and redeem itself. This is a tough one for me because everything you guys have said is 100% accurate. And there's a reason why, like, in, in an unprecedented move, Vegas favors Atlanta on the road in a playoff mm-hmm. game. That just doesn't happen. I, I think the thing that we're not giving enough credit to and the reason why I will take Philadelphia in this game, not just because I despise the team they're playing against, which I won't lie has a part in it, but, <laughs> but I, the, the reason why I'll take Philadelphia here is because of the fact that they've been hearing this stuff. And I've heard a few players talk about it. I've heard Nick Foles talk about it. I've heard Zach Ertz talk about it, how they know that they are the, one of the only teams to ever not be favored at home in a playoff game they know nobody is taking them seriously and they know everybody looks at them as the underdog i i I wonder about that motivation and that's that's the uh that's the biggest reason while i'll take philadelphia at home against atlanta because everything you guys said makes sense but i'm still going philly man let me uh let's real quick just with that atlanta la game um man when y'all watch that game to me it just it just screamed inexperience you know, yeah. I mean, they had a great team yeah. all year. Everything looked great, but Todd Gurley didn't look the same. Jared Goff didn't look the same. Uh, those receivers didn't look the same. Robert Woods really, to me, was the only player that kind of stood out in the entire game, uh, you know, making some some pretty uh, untypical catches. Um, but to me, it looked like Atlanta just managed the game better because they had been there and they knew what to do. And L.A. was trying to find out, hey, we haven't been here in 14 years. How do you win a playoff game? Uh, and they just couldn't find that question really at any point in the game. No, and I, does that not that not apply to Philadelphia? I mean, they have they don't have, this group does not have playoff success. Nope. You know, and that's again I come back to Matt Ryan and the redemption. Now that could very well change the next week, and I guess we'll get to that in the next game. But I like it, Pat. You don't you're not pulling any punches. It's two weeks in a row. 
I gotta I gotta keep up with Bo. He chose Jacksonville over Pittsburgh. I gotta make some something <laughs> something close to that. I have to have Bo. The, I I just wonder how you know how motivated that Eagles team is going to be in that that disrespect angle because I mm-hmm. do think that they're feeling a little disrespected going into this game, and I wonder if that doesn't play some sort of small part in the result. I think it's going to be a really really well played game though, and I'm looking for. I think this is the one I'm looking forward to most because of all of what goes into it. The redemption side for Atlanta. The, the disrespect side for Philadelphia. It's still a good Eagles defense. Uh, we know they don't have their quarterback, but on the other side of the ball, they're still a really good defense. And that's a good Falcons team when they're healthy. So I think that's going to be a really good game. A really good game to kick it off on Saturday. Yeah, I man, I'm looking forward to this game. I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be um, a punch for punch kind of game there for a little bit. But I, I think Rob's right. I mean, uh, it L.A. does kind of look like. Um, Look like Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia is going to struggle, and they don't have their quarterback. Um, and I mean, I guess you could say even with Wentz, they still would be inexperienced. But just the way he's played, you know, lights out on fire all year, I think I would have mm-hmm. probably taken them in in a tight, contested game. Um, you know, but I do, Pat. I do like I do like your reasoning a lot. I like your reasoning a lot. Listening to some of the players, uh, and and they're hearing those because when you hear that kind of stuff, man, it, it yeah. does motivate you to kind of come out and smack the other team in the mouth. And uh, Atlanta's hearing it, too. Atlanta's also hearing that they're favored. No one else has ever done that uh, in a long time. You know, be favored on the road. And, um, man, so that's interesting to see. I do like that pick, though. So who do we got for our fourth game? We got New Orleans and uh, Minnesota. And Minnesota. We got New Orleans, Minnesota, and I think it was, was it four and a half? Four and a half for Minnesota, yep. Man, so this one uh, – this, I think this is going to be my favorite game of the weekend. I think this is going to be your football game. I think you're going to get everything. Um, I have a tr- I have trouble picking this one because mainly because of Case Keenum. You know, he's that guy that are are you going to bet on Case Keenum to beat Drew Brees? And I can't as a as a huge Drew Brees fan. That guy being my mentor for a very long time, I can't really um, I can't say yes to that question, but. I also I can't answer the Case Keenum question is how how has he been playing the way he's been playing, um, you know throwing three incompletions in one game and and just really just going lights out uh, there towards the end of the season and then he's done it really every time he's played except for in Houston, so uh, I'm I'm interested to see this one this game, um, man I have a tough time picking this one but honestly I I'm gonna go with New Orleans again for the same reason I went with them last week and the fact that. You think Drew Brees is going to be the guy to, you know, throw throw for 400 yards the entire game? Uh, but I love the dynamic of Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, uh, hitting them, you know, in the run game and in the pass game as well, and just the explosiveness they have and the way they've been playing on defense. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, Sean Payton with the uh, the Saints. I'm with you. I'm going Saints, and and it's it's for the exact reason that you said. You already mentioned it there, but when we were talking about Tennessee and New England, you said you're not taking Marcus Mariota over Tom Brady. Now, it's not quite the same because Case Keenum's had a really good year in mm. Minnesota, but it's yeah. hard for me with two, I think, pretty evenly matched teams. It's hard for me in that situation to choose against Drew Brees. I go Breeze over Keenum in that matchup. And the other thing is, uh, if you haven't watched a lot of Saints football this year, uh, you you typically expect New Orleans to be that 
that offensive team where they play in a lot of high-scoring games. and But defensively, that is a really good New Orleans defense, a really good New Orleans defense. And I think that I take the Saints on that side too. So I'll take the Saints in a close one. Everybody talks about some of the offensive weapons Minnesota has. Don't forget how good a year Michael Thomas had at receiver for New Orleans too. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the Saints in a close one, and mainly because I just can't choose against Breeze in a matchup versus Keenum. Who's the number two? quarterback in minnesota right now is uh, it is bridgewater it or is it brad uh well it's bridgewater's been back for longer than sam bradford yeah but so brad, but see that's the thing they have other guys and what worries me is you get happy coaching decisions to me it's drew Brees in, in new orleans he, either he wins it or he loses it but if case keenum comes out and struggles for the first you know quarter and a half for the first half do they get antsy feet? Do they put somebody else in? Is there too many decisions to be made there? You've won with Drew Brees before. He's won. It, albeit it's been a while ago, but he's won. And they are balanced. I, I Honestly, I think it's a pick em. I really do. I, I very easily could see a scenario in which Minnesota wins this game. And I could see a scenario in which most people think Minnesota's going to win this game. But I like New Orleans. I like Drew Brees. I'm going to, in this case, probably more so than the other ones, just follow my gut. I, I like, you know, it was a great game against Carolina. It was the best game of that week, you know, that week. They beat a good Carolina team. They beat a good quarterback. Um, I'm just going to take New Orleans on the road in this one, I think. Yeah, man, um, I'll tell you what. I might turn the TV off if they take Case Keenum out of this game. I mean, like, he's had a hell of a year. Uh, is he a big household name kind of guy? No, but all he's done is proven himself that he can come out there and win. And I'll tell you what, in Houston, the one thing I did see from him is – he was that guy that could bring us back in the game. When typically in Houston, any kind of quarterback we've ever watched, if we get down, we probably lose the game. If we get ahead, we have a chance. Uh, but we never had anybody that brought us back. And Case Case did a couple times. I want to say two or three times brought us back. Um, he's that gritty kind of player. I think he is a young Drew Brees type of player. He's accurate. He's got a strong arm. I think he can make all the throws out there. Um, I'm interested to see him. I think Case can go out there and prove himself uh, to play well. Uh, but yeah, again, I, I'm I'm just not seeing a. This isn't this isn't one of those games where I'm lurking to feel like there's gonna be there's a chance there's gonna be that that upset to me, um, or not. I guess not upset, but for me, an upset because of how I feel about New Orleans uh, and the way they're playing. But uh, Pat, you do make a great point with their defense. Um, you know, when you watch them, you always expect okay, this has to be that you know 35-30 type of game. You know, for New Orleans to go out there and win, and Drew Brees has to has to be. 76 completions, three touchdowns, 300 yards. Um, and I don't think they have to be that right now. And I think that's what's scary is if you're looking long-term for this Super Bowl run, uh, anytime we've watched the Saints the past couple of years, it's always been, man, if Drew Brees only had a defense. And right now he has a defense. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Saints as a dark horse to get, in, get into that Super Bowl and get a win. Bo, you sound fantastic. Can you stick around? Uh, I can try. Okay, because this is working. It's the Bo Show. Uh, Bo, um, uh, well, he already said where he is. He's in Mexico. He's in Mexico. 
It's very cold where Pat and I are. We're Ooh. at Winsport. Uh, of course, the Bo Show brought to you by GSL GM City, your Cadillac Advantage dealership in the home of Calgary's largest selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs. Check out GSL GM City's entire Cadillac lineup in the showroom and online. GSL GM City offers lease and finance rates from 0 to 9%, plus save thousands in cash credits. Visit GSL GM City today, 1720 Bow Trail Southwest or GSLGMCity.com. It's your show, Bo, but I just want to let you know we'll be talking about Johnny Manziel when we come back. You're listening to The Bo Show, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Back to The Bo Show with your quarterback, Bo Levi-Mitchell. Brought to you by GSL GM City. They offer lease and finance rates from 0.9%, plus save thousands in cash credits. Visit GSL GM City today, 1720 Bow Trail Southwest, or GSLGMCity.com. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Bow Show Big Guest Sponsorship for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With five locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. Welcome back to The Bow Show. Rob, Pat, Rob, you've already said it, man. I know I know what you want to talk about. I'm not looking forward to it, but let's, let's get into some, some Johnny football talk. Um, well... Well, hold on. Hold on. Okay, Okay, well, hold on. Pat brought up something good. We should maybe give you the option. Do you want to to talk about Manziel first, or do you want to talk about the national championship? Because there is a story there in football to talk about, too, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, let's let's, let's hit the championship quickly, Uh, because that was, I mean, probably a game for the ages. Um, Unfortunately, uh, my daughter, Ellie, did not allow me to watch overtime. (laughs) She uh, she needed daddy. (laughs) daddy in bed but uh i got to get obviously the recap over twitter um but man you know what i had georgia picked in that game and i was excited for it because it was it looked like what i was talking about that georgia quarterback had stepped out and showed that he was a player and that he can do what he did really what some people didn't think he was going to do as a true freshman against nick saban um and i was based on my brothers and they all picked they all picked alabama for that exact reason and uh, I think, Pat, we talked about it last week, just kind of the unknown with uh, with the Georgia quarterback, and, and he came out involved. And, uh, you know, to me, just whenever they made that decision to take out Jalen Hurts, obviously I was surprised. Um, yeah. But to take out Jalen Hurts and put in that young Hawaiian quarterback and just the way he came in there and just, uh, you know, couldn't do any wrong. It was uh, pretty amazing to watch. How ballsy was that? to make that Jalen Hurts has has been Nick Saban's guy and has his winning record there is ridiculous and to make that call in that game it would have been so easy to just be like mm-hmm. you know what at halftime I'm sticking with my guy to to go and to go to a true freshman southpaw quarterback like that that's one of the ballsiest calls I can remember yeah it was uh but you know what it was it was it was a Nick Saban move. It was a, a Bill Belichick move. It was the reason yeah. why those coaches are who they are. You know, um, nothing nothing tells you more about a great coach than somebody that can get the full potential out of a player. And clearly, they uh, I think Nick's pretty confident in, in the guy he has there. And uh, Jalen's obviously a hell of an athlete. And, uh, you know, a true competitor and can do a lot of things a lot of people can't. But, um, I think he knew, you know, being down, he didn't need somebody to manage the game. He needed somebody to come in and swing it and put up 300 yards in the second half to go out there and win. And he obviously had a lot of confidence in that young quarterback to go out there and do that. And uh, now he's going to be a household name there for a long time. Where does Nick Saban fit for you 
in terms of the annals of coaching history? I know it's college football, not in the NFL. You know, you got Belichick running roughshod over the league in the NFL. But when you look at football coaches, where does Saban fit for you? Well, man, let me ask you. If, I, if you have to answer this question, if I said who are the top two coaches in any kind of football right now, you know, if it's college, if it's, you know, CFL, if it's NFL, uh, you tell me who the top two coaches are, and I, 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 I find pretty hard to argue there's anybody better than Belichick and Saban. Um, you know, all time, obviously, it's always it's always hard to compare them because I think it's harder to win the NFL uh, in professional football. You know, players that are making more money than a majority of your coaches are, and they're harder to control. Whereas, you know, you kind of have that disciplined military type thing going on in college, and it's pretty easy to get you guys to to listen to what you say or you bench them. Um, but you can't do that to your superstars in the NFL, and I think it's harder to win in the NFL. So uh, I would love to see – I know the talks, there's some talks about Saban going to the Giants. I would love to see, you know, Nick take that shot. Um, you know, but for me, for and if I'm him as his legacy, I don't know that he needs to do it. You know, why tarnish the legacy? Why have, even have the chance that a Chip Kelly type thing happens where, you know, it just doesn't work out for you anywhere? Um you know, I just I see him as such a good coach and such an untainted record. I don't really I don't really see for him the motivation in going to NFL and signing. The only the only motivation that I can think of for him to do it is and it comes down to and this is not ego in a bad way, it's just we all got egos and it didn't work. He he was not a success in no. Miami his first time around. And and I wonder if there is that motivation that says, I want to try it once more. You take a look at what I mean, Pete Carroll was no good in the NFL his first try. Then he goes to USC and Pete Carroll's the best college football coach going for, you know, the better part of a decade, and now he's a Super Bowl champion. In in Seattle, so I wonder I wonder if that isn't somewhere in the back of Saban's mind. That's the only thing I can think of, uh, Bo, is as what his motivation would be to potentially try the NFL once more. Yeah, absolutely. But it's got to be, you know, it's got to be the right situation. Um, I don't see a more unfavorable situation than going to the New York Giants. You know, where you're questioning whether or not your 35 year old quarterback, however old he is, um, who is supposed to be the guy, if you even want him to be the guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, what Sean McVay did. I'm trying to find a place where I know I've got a young quarterback who I can develop if I believe in that young quarterback. Um, so for him, I think that would be what his decision is based off of. You know, is there a team out there? Is there an opportunity out there that makes sense? And if not, then why, then why really tarnish your record for maybe a quarterback or a team that you don't truly believe in? Let me ask you this, Bo, because you've been through both you know, ranks, the college rank and the and the professional ranks of football. I look at Saban, and it's not a money issue. You know, maybe he can get a no. little bit more in the NFL, but he's handsomely compensated in Alabama. But it comes down to just something as simple as control and environment and all of that. He has so there's, you know, there's no PA, right? There's no limitations on practice. Oh, there are, but not to the same way that he would have to with the NFL PA or with ownership or management. He is the show. There is no general manager over his shoulder. He runs everything. Everybody. I hate to say it's a dictatorship, but it's a dictatorship. So why would you give that up? Why would you give up that control? Well, and I mean, what I mean, you're right. I mean, money-wise, they're making, you know, pretty close to the same. I mean, I'm Saban's pretty well taken care of, and he's a he's a god in Alabama, um, and he can continue to live that way for the rest of his life if he wants to. And 
and yep. he never has to lift another finger, really. Uh, to me, it's all about motivation. It's whether or not in his heart of hearts, if he just says, you know what, I want a Super Bowl ring. And does he think – and it's got to be – it's got to be, like I said, it's got to be that right situation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – you know, it's – I don't – I don't – I've never really heard many stories about Saban as far as is he an ego guy. Well, I don't – I won't assume that he is. Um, but as, to speak to your point as far as whether or not he wants to give up all that control, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a decision he has to make. And I, I think he enjoys – dealing with young men you know I think he enjoys molding young men's minds and making sure that they come into uh, you know into their own as far as uh, what they should be going into professional ranks and, and he enjoys sending players there and, and you know turning out you know five to six guys in the first round of every NFL draft um, does he want to be that guy that you know takes that next step and, and makes it or doesn't make it I don't know but it would it's definitely interesting to see all right, let's get to it. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Johnny Manziel's agent uh, went to the extraordinary uh, ends of putting out a press release or a release saying that his client uh, would like to play for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but the archaic uh, system that is in place in the CFL is restrictive, and he would like to, you know, they would like to sign a contract that would see his player uh, make what the former starting quarterback made, which was Zach Laris, which we believe is, you know, around a half a million dollars Canadian. Um, how do you react to kind of, you know, how business is done in pro football and in the CFL? How do you react to all of this, Bo? Um, man, you know, I, do, I don't know, you know, Johnny Menzel personally. Um, I I've heard heard stories, you know, just from you know being able to visit, um, you know, College Station, which is where Texas A&M is located, and, and you know the kind of person he is, and he he's a hell of an athlete and a competitor. Um, and unfortunately, you know, in this day and age, as an athlete, you try not to speak in the media about your contract. You try to let your agent do it. Um, and his agent's telling him, "You're Johnny Manziel." You're Johnny Football. Why would you take anything less than what their starting quarterbacks out there make? Um, because of, obviously he believes he's going to walk in here and, and be the starter. Um, and that's you know that's where it gets interesting for me is the way that I I, I, I see him coming in as a starter. I do. Um, really? The, I do. Uh, I mean, you have to. He's Johnny Menzel, and that's that's the thing is that they're going to. They're going to sell tickets that way, and that's the way they're going to play it. Um, and it's going to be a circus there for a second. But the guy can play. You know, I don't, I don't know how, how well a shape he's in, but I'm sure he can get back there as an athlete. Um, you know, but the way you know their former quarterback played there, you know, winning what six games in the last the last half of the season and playing the way he did. I mean, I think actually while um, Mazzoli was at quarterback. You know, I think he threw for if it wasn't first, it was the second most yards in his span while he was starting. And as a coach in June Jones, I got to say, why would I give that up? You know, why would I give up the guy that knows how to run my system? Clearly, he's very good at running my system, and he understands it. Um, I don't know as a head coach if you want to give that up, but I can see as a GM and as an organization that you can get a big ticket item player, and that's what they want to do. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting to see. I mean, obviously, you know, me being in the league, it's hard to speak about um, in any truly honest terms. But um, yeah, I mean, asking for it's it, it's like it's like being the number one pick and walking in and saying, "I want I want the same amount of money that Tom Brady and Drew Brees are making," 
because I'm going to be that person. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's very yeah. it's, it's questionable. So let so that's you put yourself. It's true. We put you in a very difficult situation. So how about to finish off today's program? Pat and I will each take thirty seconds to give you our perspective on this, and then you can judge who's right or or who who okay. most well, aligns. I, I think that we both have the same perspective, though. Don't no, we? No, I don't think we do. About maybe not on the business standpoint. Okay, before we go, let, let me ask you this one question, Bo, yeah. and then and okay. then and then we'll do that because okay. if 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 you're in a lot, and I know that I know that you're in the league, so you, you got to be careful and all that type of stuff. But you're in a locker room. And Jeremiah Masoli won you six out of ten games down the stretch and almost got you back into playoff contention. And Johnny Menzel hasn't thrown a professional snap in three years, has never played a down of football in the CFL, and all of a sudden he comes in making more money than the other guy, having never. Th- th- does that send a good message inside that locker room? No, it doesn't. Um, you know, it, it sends a. It sends a very business-like question, uh, you know, or I guess comment throughout the locker room. It said, okay, all, all they care right now is about selling tickets. And because what's going to happen is if you let's, – and let's say they don't get 500000 Let's say Johnny gets three hundred. Um, you know, he's got to be the starter. You can't pay him $300,000 and pay the other guy uh, less than that and him not be the starter. And now if Masoli's the better quarterback during practice and training camp, it's going to send a lot of negative risks to that locker room. And that's just me speaking personally as an athlete, uh, if that situation was to happen in our locker room, you know, and, uh, and that's the way I would see it to happen. But um, I'll tell you what, man, there's, I've, I've, I've been with a lot of great coaches in my life. Uh, June Jones is definitely one that knows how to handle players. Um, and I think he would handle the situation correctly as far as telling his team and the organization and the media, uh, Johnny's going to earn his spot here. Um so it's uh, yeah, man. It wouldn't send a it wouldn't send a great message. I wouldn't think. I'm gonna pass. I think I'm just gonna get you into trouble. The more I think about it, <laughs> you go, you go back. I don't want to get you in trouble. You're on holidays. You're in Mexico. Yeah, enjoy Cabo. Yeah, you. We'll we'll get back together next week. Maybe I'll think of a different way to ask my question. But you enjoy your time in Mexico, okay? I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for uh, letting me get on here. I know we had some difficulty finding the technology to get it done, but appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, you've listened to Bo's show. Top city, hell yeah. There you go. Take a break and come back with more from Winsport as we get set for the continuation of the SO series as Canada's women's national team taking on the uh, Northwest Calgary Flames today. Midget AAA action as they prepare the Women's team prepares for the upcoming Winter Olympics. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Bo Show Big Guest Sponsorship for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With five locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details.